Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Men at Acme. Today is a very special episode because it's one of my dear friends, Ms. Haley Sachs, aka Mrs. Dow Jones. Haley is an absolute star. She has grown this amazing brand. Her brand is basically, you know, talking about finances, but doing it in the most hilarious and digestible way. And if you're not already following Haley, this is your time to whip out your phone, check out her Instagram and shoot her a follow because she is amazing. I'm just going to answer a few of your questions and then we're going to get right into Haley. Somebody said, I wonder if you have any advice for adjusting to getting out of the honeymoon stage. I have been getting insecure and feeling like our relationship doesn't excite him anymore, which I know could just be because we're comfortable with each other, but I can't help but get in my head about it sometimes. This is such a great subject because people feel guilty like mourning the end of the honeymoon phase, but it is a very real thing. Um, Having said that, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like when the honeymoon phase ends, it's because your relationship is getting more serious and more real. And I feel like that's such an amazing, important thing. And so even though it's okay and normal to kind of mourn this phase where like you couldn't get your hands off each other and everything was perfect and they could do no wrong. Now is your chance to get a little deeper with this person and to get real and to maybe talk about your future and talk about moving in together if you haven't already and talk about, you know, the things that are a little bit more important than the things that you might have touched upon in the first six months or year, however long. I will say like in the past, my honeymoon phases in my relationships were way shorter than they are in my current relationship. I don't know what that says, but I think the longer the honeymoon phase lasts, the better. But that doesn't mean that when it ends, it's a bad thing. We had a poll question about are blue balls real? And this is really funny because apparently there's a TikTok video that went viral about how blue balls are fake. And it's this thing that guys say to like guilt women into, you know, making them come, which is honestly something that I agree with. I asked my boyfriend about it and he was like, no, they're not really real. Like, I don't know. It's not a real thing. And I think that's true in that like, you know, 
obviously, if you're, let's say, like getting jerked off and then the person stops, you're going to be annoyed. But like, are you dying? No. So any guy that like really hardcore believes in the idea of blue balls, I feel like is a douche to begin with. So just something to note. I've gotten so into Clubhouse and I'm like having so much fun with it. And if you haven't already heard of it, Clubhouse is like this audio app. It's kind of like a live podcast at all times. It's really, really cool. And I am doing this regular room that's called Share Your Craziest Dating Stories. So I highly suggest that you check it out. There's no like set time that I'm doing it. It's kind of like random nights. But if you follow me on Clubhouse, my handle is at we met at Acme. Also, if you want to be on Clubhouse, but like don't know someone that's on it already, like you could just ask a friend because there are so many people that have Clubhouse invites. Like it's crazy. So I would say definitely ask around and definitely get on it as soon as you can because it's really just a fun time. Um, And another thing I wanted to bring up is like a few people... I had done this, this reel about getting checked and so many people reached out to me, like checked for STDs. And so many people reached out to me and they were like, I... You know, I'm so grateful that you talked about this because I feel like people do not talk about it and it's so important to get checked. And I couldn't agree more. Um, The company that I worked with is called Let's Get Checked. It's all one word. It's like an amazing health insights company and they actually send you a kit to your apartment and then you can check your... Like you can basically do like a test on yourself for chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, like all of these different STDs. And it's really amazing. And it's something I highly suggest that you do because STDs for the most part are like asymptomatic. And you can often get them when you have like a new sexual partner or... If you don't use a condom, if you use a condom, there's it doesn't matter. You can always get something. And so it's so important to test yourself. So I just wanted to remind you guys. And um, you can just order your own kit at letsgetcheck.com. So highly recommend doing that. Um, somebody asked about adjusting to being in a relationship after being single for a long time. This one's interesting. I feel like my partner had to deal with this because he was single for a while. and Well, not that long, but... Um, <laughs> and he, um, you know, like was like not only like thrust into dating me, but like we kind of moved in together pretty quickly. And you really lose your like personal space in a lot of ways when you're in a relationship and granted, like, you know, if it's really healthy and if it's not Corona, I'm sure there's ways to go about that where you still have that time. But emotionally and like in so many ways, you have to open up in a way that you hadn't before. And you have to think about this other person and consider someone, not just yourself. So I feel like there is a huge adjustment and you just have to kind of like check yourself and check in with your partner to make sure that they feel like you are making those like adjustments or compromises. Um, Somebody asked books you're reading and loving. So I actually just read Quit Like a Woman. And it's, it's a book about 
a woman who stopped drinking and she started this program. Um, I will say I didn't agree with a lot of the things that she'd said. She like denounced AA and programs that have worked for years for so many people and have really saved so many lives. So that I cannot agree with. But I will say it was really interesting and eye-opening to see how horrible alcohol is for us. And like, granted, if you drink, like I have no issue with that. Everyone I love drinks, but it's just crazy how some people can be like vegan and dairy free, but like still drink alcohol, which is like more or less poison from at least what she explained it. So that was definitely eye opening. I also just read The Silent Patient, which was amazing. Big twist at the end. And I'm about to start reading November 9th. So I highly recommend those. Somebody said how to talk about trauma to a new partner. There's tons of different ways to talk about trauma, but I feel like the best one is to be like inquisitive and patient with your partner. You can't expect someone to just open up about their trauma if you're not asking the right questions. So I think it's really important to not be afraid to like, get deep. I think once you're in a relationship with someone, it's different from like the courting stage. And like, you can be curious and you can ask them stuff about their lives and you can ask them stuff about their triggers. And as long as you're being tactful about it, I think there's no harm in asking questions that might make someone feel uncomfortable, but make you get closer in the long run. Somebody said, I haven't had sex since this pandemic started, is that normal? So normal. I can't tell you how many people are in the same boat as you. We did like a year end roundup and asked people this and a lot of people felt similarly. So I will say um, that is very normal. And I'll get to two more. Is it okay to keep letters and cards from past exes while currently in a relationship? I think it's okay, but once you know that this is like the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, I think like there's not really any reason to keep that stuff. I mean, it depends like how how connected you are to like memorabilia and and like why you're keeping it. If you're keeping it just because you're like, oh, maybe I want to like show my kids one day, like look at all the people that like mommy and daddy dated, like sure. But if you're keeping it because you want to feel like a connection to that person still, I would say it's it's time to get rid of it. And see one more here. Somebody said, my current boyfriend is bringing up the past and somewhat slut shaming me. Oh God, that's really not okay. Um, If somebody can't get over your past, and I've talked about this in so many of my TikToks, that's on them. Like you need to move on from that person because that's just not fair and they should only judge you based on you today. So I'm going to turn it over to our episode with Haley and I hope you enjoy. I personally know so many amazing people that have not yet been scooped up into a relationship. And it's honestly because like they haven't settled and you really don't have to settle. There are so many ways out there that you can meet someone really amazing. And that's why I want you to know about OkCupid. If you don't know about OkCupid already, it's one of the best dating apps that is seriously underrated. 
because OkCupid actually asks you like tons and tons of questions ahead of time. And so once you have your profile out there, they're able to match you with next to your perfect match. Like they'll give you a percentage that's like you are 98% compatible with James or something. And so then you know that based on the way that you answer these questions of things that matter most to you, like what type of food you like, which we all know is really important. Maybe James has the same type of food and you know, vice versa. And so I really think that you need to check out OkCupid if you haven't already. It's free to download. There's no like secret, you know, costs to match with people. You just download it. It's free. You search OkCupid in the app store and the rest is history. This couldn't come at a more perfect time because we are doing this episode today with Mrs. Zhao Jones, aka my friend Haley Sachs. And she is just all about the finances. She knows what she's talking about. She's studying to be a financial advisor. And something that can be, you know, really difficult when you're trying to get on your two feet financially is if you have debt. And a lot of people have debt, especially credit card debt. And it's tough because you don't know how to handle it. You maybe can't afford an accountant or someone who could help you with this debt. And that's why Upstart is the best and the fastest and easiest way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt. You can do it all online. So whether you're paying your credit card debt, you're consolidating high interest debt, funding personal expenses, whatever you're doing, over half a million people have now used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. And they find smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. So if you're worried about having a bad credit score, don't worry. All you have to do is go to upstart.com slash Acme and you'll find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Acme. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you from this podcast. Your loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So go to upstart.com slash Acme right now. Do it. Hi, this is Deborah Messing. And I'm Andana Dayani. We decided to create a podcast to introduce you to the people who inspire us most. These are the dissenters. The people who just made a decision one day to break down the establishment and build a new one. In the greatest times of grief or even the most ordinary of circumstances, many heroes will rise. You just have to take that first step. So please tune in. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. There are heroes everywhere. Discover them. Become one. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with my friend and the famous Mrs. Dow Jones. Hey girl. Hey Linda, this is so cool. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Also, I was just thinking about it and like, why is it Mrs. Dow Jones and not Ms.? People always ask me that and it's like, because I'm married to my money, babe. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Exactly. You know, like first and foremost, we're married. Exactly. Now. So Hales always, always shows up. Yeah, I love that. Um, your money is there for you when you need it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so how old are you and where are you from for those of you who don't have the luxury of knowing you intimately as I do? 
I am 29 years old. I'm a cancer, which I know is really important to you. Sorry. Just to be upfront with my astrological sign. Mm-hmm. And I'm from New York City, Blair Waldorf vibes, Upper East Side. Yeah, the vibes. We know, you know the vibe. And what is your current <laughs> relationship status? My current relationship status is single and ready to mingle. I love it. So we've got tons of questions for you today. I don't even know where to start. I'm sort of like about my love life. So I feel like people are, you know, they're, they're wondering. Well, that's a great segue for my first question, which actually does have to do with your love life. A lot of the questions have to do with money, but this one is a love life question. So I want to ask... How has having a platform like Mrs. Dow Jones affected your dating life, if it has at all? Oh, it's affected it so much. But I mean, you are a gal who also has an amazing self-made brand. So I'm sure that you know that you have to wait for the right person who can fit into the life that you're trying to build. And like so much, I feel like of relationships is like people who can grow with you. What, you know, types have, have come along? Well, so like, I obviously know a lot about investing and money. And so like, I've had money turnoffs with guys that I feel like were more specific to me than like, probably for other people. Like I was dating a guy who like made some bad investments and like, that, Mm. that was for me, like, just such a red flag. I was such a bad judgment call. I was like, I gotta go, bro. That's so funny though, because I feel like <laughs> you would find that out way sooner than so another I was like, girl. Oh, Lindsay, like late night, like I was like, whoa, like this is not the convo that I want to be having. <laughs> right. Cause they bring it up sooner because they think that you, you know, want to talk about it. But it's interesting because yes. it's like I could be dating someone for two years and not know like what investments they've made and if they're bad or good. So it's almost like you get to kind of decide earlier. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because maybe if you found out two years in, you're like really in love with them by then and you can help guide them to make better choices. That's true. And I would be so open to that. And you're right that I feel like I know probably more quickly about people's financial situations, but that's like everyone in my life though. Cause I'm mm-hmm. very, I like to be really upfront about money, which I'm sure you feel the same with like relationship stuff. You jump a few steps and you can get to the nitty gritty with it. Cause it's yeah. your forte. Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta, you gotta flaunt it. But so then you're like, your dream guy is someone who like really, I guess, has a handle on their investments, on their finances or not well, so much. I would be fine. No, definitely. Like I could, I don't think... My whole thing is like, do you have grit? Do you have determination? Are you focused? Are you grinding? Like, do you have a goal and a dream? Like, I don't like people who like are just sitting with the cards that they're dealt and think that like, that's the end of their story. I like hustlers who are like always trying to like get to the next level. Mm. And so that's like more important to me than anything. Like if someone was in debt, cause they were like building their dream business and like working really hard towards it. I think I could totally understand that as long as it was something that they were like really in control of. Like for mm. me, it's not about where you're at. It's where you're going. Yeah. That's um, really fair. 
And I also don't believe in getting rich quick. Like, I think it's really dumb. You don't, you don't believe in those schemes online? I don't believe in them. You know, as much as I want to be in an MLM, I want to like do- donate What's to an the MLM? Nigerian, uh, multi-level marketing scheme. Got you know, you. I want, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I, we want to donate to the Nigerian prince, like there are boundaries that you have to create. And there so there are, yeah. When people do those things, it's like, really, I'm like, wow. So you're going to take shortcuts in other places too. Mm, that's we don't like really that. applicable. I like that. Mm-hmm. And so somebody asked this and I feel like, you know, both of us will have some good answers, probably more you than I, but someone asked financial red flags for someone you're seeing. You already mentioned, you know, they make bad investments. And then financial green flags. So let's start with the bad so we can end on a good note. Personally, in my you know past relationships, I had a guy who was very complacent in his career, in his job. Like he, um, he had the same position for two years at a company. He never asked for a raise. You know, he got one every now and then, but not because he asked for it. So not like a proactive raise. And he wasn't happy in the job and like didn't do enough. Like he, you know, applied to things online, but like in my opinion, did not do enough to take that next step. So what are like that, that to me was a red flag for like financial stuff. What is a and like a personality too? trait too. And a personality trait. Like yeah. you don't want anyone, if you're complacent in your job, you're going to be complacent in your life. And you are not like that. You could Mm-mm. never be like some, you as someone like that. Never. Um, well, so I think that there's like, there's behavior around money, which is, can raise a lot of red flags. Like, you know, are they looking for you to, are they disrespecting you? Mm. Are they making you pay for more things than you feel comfortable with? Do you feel like they're being secretive about their situation? Like, are they cagey about uh, their finances? Because if so, why? You know, what's going on there? Mm. What's the secret? Like, let's get this uh, cat out of the bag. Right. Meaning like, for example, if they don't tell you how much they make. Well, I mean, that's an interesting question, Linz, because mm-hmm. like there's like Sushi Nakazawa guy literally yeah. told, was telling me how much he made like so early on and it was like not asked for. And I was like, okay, like sus, like that can be sus as well. Cause right. ultimately I didn't really even believe him. I was like, you're lying. Like, why, why are we coming out so like hot with this? Like, this is not like a... Yeah, casual. so telling, <laughs> telling you how much they make too soon, very awkward, not yes. cute, and probably And when you're lying. not asking for it. Right. But then when when can they tell you only when prompted? No, I think it's like when you're, like when you're in that stage of the relationship. Like mm. if you make a new friend, are you going to tell them right away what's up with all your money? No, and I oh. want to talk about friendship and money. That's another category we're going to oh, you know get I into. Oh, you know, I love to because I yeah, have no, I, such I, I rich friends discuss that. and it's like um, such an issue. Yeah. Like, it's literally like because I have to really like, curtail. Because they're all getting funded by their parents still. So. Oh, funded 100p. But mm-hmm. also like some are very successful. I also yeah. think that like, so I think that like opposites can really attract with money. Like, 
for my parents. They've been together over 30 years. And Patty and Doug, we should P and D. And they, my dad is definitely more of a spender. And my mom is like so chicken little, like thinks the sky is falling, like wants to save. Mm, um, my parents are very similar. Right. Like I think that there's something sort of nice about that. Like I don't, I think you need to have balance in that way. But I think that like, you know, financial red flags are like if someone asks you to marry them and then you find out that they have a lot of debt. Like when when you feel like someone is tricking you or like your their relationship is less about being with you or even not even less, but even if it's like a little bit about money, like that you feel like you're at all like a benefactor to them in a way that makes you uncomfortable. I think everyone has different thresholds for this, but you have to trust your gut. Mm. Your gut is your, cause it's money is like so connected to emotion and it's, uh, you'll know if you are being disrespected. So like, Mm. you know, of course we could go and we could name a million red flags financially and I'm happy to do it. But I think like the biggest thing that we were talking about is like obviously sharing the same attitude towards money and towards uh, like the life that you want to build. Haley and I have so much in common, or should I say Mrs. Dow Jones for people who don't know Mrs. Dow Jones' real name. But one of them is that we grew up in New York City. And the other one is that we both are huge fans of Saqqara. I went over to Haley's a couple of weeks ago and she was showing me the Saqqara cookbook and there were so many good recipes. I just am obsessed. And I just recently ordered the Metabolism Super Powder and it comes with this really like cool different ways that you can incorporate it into your recipes. There was like a chocolate chia pudding. I mean, there are so many amazing things. If you haven't heard of Saqqara, it's a wellness company rooted in the transformative power of plant-based food. I have never been plant-based. So Saqqara is really the only way that I get to experience what it's like. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. They've got ready to eat meals with powerful plant rich ingredients that are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion and give you glowy skin that everybody wants. And along with their amazing plant rich meals, they also offer daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. They've got supplement packs like the foundation. And as I mentioned before, their metabolism super powder for gut health, energy, immunity, and that glowy skin that everybody wants. So check it out. I also love their detox tea for in between meals, which helps me not to snack, which I'm always doing. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash Acme or enter code Acme at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme. You'll get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Let me know if you love it. I think we're both similar in that, like we, you know, work for ourselves, right? So when we make money, it's not in a corporate way. We're not Mm -hmm. like taxes aren't deducted from it when it comes to us. (laughs) We're not like 401k situation. We don't have health benefits through our employers. Mm -hmm. And so like, for example, let's say I'm dating someone and they technically like, or let's say they make like, you know, six figures. And Mm -hmm. let's say that, I have the same situation that I just explained. Like, you know, 
the money comes, but taxes aren't taken from it and blah, blah, blah. Do you think making 100K as someone who works for themselves, let's say, is the same thing as making 100K as someone who works in corporate? No, because your earning potential is limitless. Like mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, like you could have, like you could get a TV deal to like hundred K if you're making hundred K, you know, that's your salary for this year. But right. like for either of us, things can change on the drop of, drop of a hat and we could like bottom out or we could like really like, we can move right. up. It's more risky. Figures. It's riskier. It's risky. But you have to be more in control of your money when you're an entrepreneur because it's like yeah. you have lean months. So you have to know like, what is the average that you need to sustain yourself? And like, Mm. I feel, I have, I mean, I'm obsessed with emergency funds. People know that, but it's like, I have a business emergency fund. I have a personal emergency fund. And like, that has given me so much power and peace of mind because it like allows me to say no to things. I don't have to do a fit T deal. Cause I'm like, well, I'm good for the month. If I need to be, nothing else comes. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, I think that, it's it, have you been in relationships where it does feel like the person weighs it the same amount as like you know 100k as an entrepreneur versus 100k in a corporate setting yeah almost to the point where the person is like you know like we make the same like i'm not paying for this because you know what i'm saying like oh when, no i don't like that yeah i also think that like, like that's that. like a weird like that's a weird thing to bring up in like a uh, argument Right. Just like, just, why yeah. are we keeping score? Like, exactly. If you're yeah. keeping score when it comes to financials, you when seek dating, treatment, seek treatment, get rid of them. Don't even seek yeah. treatment. Well, get no, rid of they them. need to seek treatment and, and, you need and to move put on. them in yeah. treatment. Exactly. <laughs> um, somebody asked um, how you were able to build a following. And I feel like it's different from like, you know, your account is different from like just any kind of influencer building a following because they are like are dressing cute and blah, blah, blah. Like you actually had to learn about finance in order to, you know, become who you were and who you are now today. So how did you build a following in that way? I mean, look, there's people who pay for like social media consulting and like, I think what a great industry, but I also am like, there's not like a post this many times a day and do this and that, and you're gonna gain an audience. It's so much more, I think about, um, your intention. And if you come into something with like a really pure virtuous intention and you put your all into it, then the universe responds to that. And like with Mrs. Dow Jones, it was, I mean, I have chills talking about it. I'm such a loser, but it's like, it no, is really so cute. right for me. And it was something that I've gone after so fearlessly and worked every single day towards. And like, there's no formula for that. There are days when it sucks and that I feel like I am a loser and like, I like whatever, but it's, mm-hmm. we keep going. So right. I think it's just all about perseverance. And I think it's also about doing really good work. Like you Mm -hmm. have to be professional and treat your audience like they are your client that you are going to show up for and you are going to uh, give a good product to. Right. It's that simple. I also think that you especially, I mean, your content was just interesting and funny. Mm -hmm. And, 
you can go out there and you can be authentically you, whatever, but if you're not going to do well if you're not actually putting out content that people are sending to their friends and tagging their friends in and like, yeah, enjoying um, those things. And so somebody asked, this was actually the first question that came through. Do you believe mo money, mo problems? I believe different levels, different devils. Mm. So I don't think it's like more problems, but I think that like the problems change. Um, Uh And I think that like when people say that like the more money, that money makes you more who you are, that's like the truest thing. And like, if you, in any part of your life, if you're looking for one version, of your life to be everything and to give you all of your happiness, then you're not going to be happy. And like, I had to learn that because like, I did not hedge my bets for a while on my happiness. Like, I just was like, I'm grinding a hundred percent. I only want to build this brand, like fuck everything else. And like, yeah, it was really growing. I was doing really well, but it's like, ultimately like what's brought me so much more happiness is balance. Mm. And so I think more monies, more monies can means like less stress, more ability to help people. Um, like there's so much good that comes with it. So I really wouldn't say that it's like more problems, uh, problems. as much as it is just like, like you can't, it, it's just another, it's some, it's a part of your life. That's, oh, that's okay. That's on track. Like, let's focus on the other things that, you know, maybe have problems and yeah. Yeah. This is a really good question, I think, and like such a good guideline for our listeners. What should you be splurging on versus saving on for dates? Oh, for dates. This is a really good one. You mean like... Like, for example, and this is actually a feeling I have. I don't think there's any need to splurge on a pair of shoes. Your date will have no idea for man, like for a man, I think like, yeah, you should probably splurge on like common projects if you can, if you can, I love right? The common projects, like vibe, like you, you're doing God's work by like telling men to like wear common projects. Like it is <laughs> a sexy thing. It is. But like, if you're a woman, <laughs> they're going out with men, like, or other women, there's no way that anyone's going to care if your shoes are Zara or St. Laurent. There's just no way. They're definitely not... Okay, so I believe in value-based spending, which means that you can spend like even more on the things that like really matter to you, but you have to be ruthless about the things that don't matter. So like Mm. if wearing Louboutins or whatever is something that like makes you have a pep in your motherfucking step. You're going to show up. You're going to freaking nail the date. He's going to like cream in his pants. Then like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that's what you got to do. But it's like, sweetie, if you are wearing, if you're not wearing a Zara blouse, if that is also an equipment blouse and you're wearing like the, whatever, like the redone $800 vitamins jeans, like you got an issue. Like I want to see one splurge that makes you feel awesome. And then I want everything else to be pared down. Like the power of a really great bag or, you know, something just makes you feel good. That I will agree with. That I I will agree with. Like choose which thing you want to splurge on. I'm not a shoes girl at all. I'm like, I'm not like, oh, I'm Carrie Badshaw. I have all of my Manolos. Like that's just not a mood. But like, yeah, do I freaking love a bag? Absolutely. Yeah, I think if you're gonna do a splurge, 
And again, I'm not a financial advisor, so don't hold this against me. But you're good with money, Linz. But I would say, you know, a bag. Like I, and you know this because you follow my Finsta, which... um, I know. I love when you're like, welcome to the family. (laughs) Which we will not say more about. But I... I would never say more about because I'm scared every day of being deleted from it. Be scared. Be scared. But I I will... I take it very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I will... um, I, I posted that I, you know, did my first splurge on my and I got myself a bag and I don't need to like also get myself shoes. It's like, no, I'm going to wear my, um, you know, whatever the real, real like old vintage shoe, whatever with like my bag because the bag is all I like all that really matters to me. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be every single piece that you wear on a date that is like nice. And honestly, at the end of the day, like it's for you, it's not for your yeah, Like, Who are we trying to impress? It's like what you were saying, like there are other persons not going to notice. And like also, and I feel like I learned this from you because like sometimes my fashion can be like, a little like, woo, like we're wearing a lot of colors and prints. Yeah. And, like, yeah. We're doing zebra and upper. And like, <laughs> I feel like I have to follow. We might ask me to learn, like, or all, you know, who also helped me with this, honestly, Kate, who I know has been mm. on the podcast, like, before yeah. I did, I'll always be like, honestly, like, is this okay? She's like, you're wearing Levi's, you're wearing the, the black silk top, you can wear a little cardi and wear a ballet flat and you're good to go. Like right. take off the trousers. I agree. But, but it's, it's, I mean, if, if your personal style is to be loud when it comes to clothes, then be loud. I'm more minimal, but like everyone is different, I think. And, but yeah, I would say like first date, like first date though, you should, I mean, first, first date, date minimal. Because, and this is like, I'm saying this yeah. for me, like, I'm like, Lindsay, we need to reiterate this for me yeah. because it's yeah. like, no, don't give me that runway to like go out and like be wild. Yeah. They'll know you're, you're like on the runway going to prom. If you're dressed, like you're on the runway oh, going yeah, to prom for the first no. date. It's not yeah. okay. Something that I'm really happy that Haley and I got to talk about was the fact that we both are entrepreneurs and like the difference in kind of like a salary, like a base salary versus like working for yourself. And it can be tough. And you really need to invest in like the right tools for yourself. And that's why I'm such a big fan of Issue. Because if you haven't heard of Issue already, it's an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications. So like brochures, magazines, anything you want to use to present with or on social media, if you're in the marketing, social media world, like I am. And it's really amazing because it can be free if you want it to be. Or you can have a premium account, but either way, all you do is upload your PDFs or files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content that you want. And it is great content, let me tell you. It's so easy to use. It's so beneficial if you're in that world and it's really a good investment. So get started with Issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you're going to get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use our promo code ACME. So that's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout for either a free account or 50% off your premium account. issuu.com slash podcast with promo code ACME. Let me know what you think. 
Okay. Is it okay to invest if you have student loans? So with investing, it's like you have to basically create a really firm financial foundation first before you... And It's like when people are like, you'll never be in a relationship or you'll never really be able until to until you're happy until, with yourself. Until you're happy with yourself. So like the happy with yourself is like the firm financial foundation. And then you can like go out and find your soulmate or like start investing after you have it. Mm. So that means we got to get that emergency fund saved. And you do have to pay off your high interest rate debt. And so it's very interesting right now because this question was about student loans. And because of all the COVID stuff, I uh, the interest rates on student loans are zero and they're staying that way for a minute. So it's sort of a hard thing for me to determine without looking at their full financial picture. But I will say, do not invest if you have high interest rate loans. And personally, I don't like being in debt. So I wouldn't want to start investing if I had loans. And you'll hear people being like, oh, it's 0%. So... I'm like Gordon Gecko, and I'm going to like put my money in the market for a little and then it's going to grow like this tiny percent. And then I'm going to use those gains to pay no, off this, my loans no. quicker. And sure, if you have the energy and the effort and the knowledge and all of that to do that, power to you. But if you're just someone who's like, I have a full life and I want to be in control of my finances, but I also don't want to like make it my personality then let's just focus on play, paying off your debts first and then investing. Yeah. Um, and I max agree. out your retirement fund contributions as well before, mm, which for good. you would mean a SEP IRA, sweetie, because you are not part of a company. Oh, okay. I'm, I might need some um, advising after yeah, this. Yeah, can do that, Queen. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the friend stuff, take a little break yes. from the finance, but kind of mix it in with the friend stuff. So somebody asked... Talking income and money with friends. Do you know how much your friends make? And do you know how much your friends pay in rent? And if not, like why? Rent for sure. Rent's like, why is it so easy to ask people like, what's the rent? Like you go see their apartment. You're like, this place is great. Wait, how much is it per it's month? A, it's like a you, New York thing. It's yeah, a New York you, City thing. You sort of like floated as though like you are also going to maybe move into the building. Right. Like, I I think I asked you the second I walked into your apartment. I know. I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, you, I'm going to connect you with Christine. Like she's yeah. like the Imagine if like, you just like put it on your fridge and you were like, the rent is. Or like as I people should. walked in. I should. Um, but having you as a neighbor would be priceless. So maybe I'll contribute a bit. It's surely an investment. It really is. Um, so rent we can talk about. What about how much people make? Mm, people so are weirder about that. People are weirder, but it's also sort of like, why do you want to know? Like if it's a, you have to figure out like, are you just snooping or is it the sort of thing where it's like someone's in your industry you want to ask for a raise. We all know if you've seen any of my negotiating content, you know that when you negotiate anything, be it rent or your salary or anything, you got to come in with knowledge of like what the market standard is. So like in that situation, if I had another friend who was a financial influencer, I would be like, oh, how much did you get paid for this campaign or whatever? So like in that situation, it makes a lot of sense. You would ask that? Mm, I might. Like if I, 
like if someone did a campaign, well, this is like separate from like a friend thing, but like, yeah, maybe like, I would want to know, like, if I'm working with this company, like I work with public, which mm-hmm. is a, um, invest, like, I mean, it's sort of like Robin hood, but it's a lot better. They have better values and right. it's, uh, it's great. It's like to trade stocks. It's not for mm-hmm. investing stocks the, actually, I wanted to talk about the difference between trading and investing. Cause it's yeah. sort of the difference between a hookup in a long-term relation. But mm. I thought about that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Katie Storino works with public and I was like, Katie, how much did you get girl? And then it was like the same amount that I was getting. So I was like, okay, sick. Like I'll take the seal. That's so interesting because I don't think I would feel comfortable answering that because it's so different for everyone. For every like for example, like let's say my agent was just like better than like Katie Serino's agent yeah. or whatever. And so they were like, we will not accept less than, yeah. I don't know, let's say 10K. But she was like, we'll do it for six, yeah, you know? Yeah. Then I wouldn't want to like create a controversy. Yeah, that's, yeah, it was probably unprofesh, but like Katie and I are girls. So like, <laughs> and like they- Okay, so what's so- But yeah, yeah, like with friends, I actually do know when I think about it, I do know a lot about how much my friends make. And- Because you went on Glassdoor. Yeah, I go on Glassdoor and I just sort of snoop. <laughs> uh, no, because, you know, I have friends who are in different industries. So it's really interesting for me. Like one of my best friends is an uh, interior designer. So like, you mm. know, and she, there's ways with your friends to find out how much they make when they start, when they open the conversation about money, like said mm. friend got a huge bonus at the end of the year. And when she told me about it, cause she was so excited, it was a opening for me to be like, oh my God, like, that's crazy. Like that must've added a lot to your like take home pay winky face. And then it's like, we got into right. what the take-home pay was before right. and the bonus. Exactly. And that's the same way that it can come up naturally in a yes. relationship. You got to um, just follow when, their when flow, you're... follow their cues. Exactly. Like, they're like, oh my, yeah. I think I'm going to ask for a raise, um, you know, this weekend. And you're like, oh, from 200K, like just ballparking, you know? And they're like, actually, no, from 160 to 180. And then you're like, oh, so you make... 160, you know, like it just, then, you know, a hundred percent, but I mean, I'm sure you've done, you've discussed this a lot, but it's like, there's, I mean, we could talk so much about money and love. Like I was even thinking about like you and Bay moving in together. Like, I'm sure you had to like mm. put all your cards on the table. Excel spreadsheet. Yes. Oh, I love everything. That. So good. Mm. So yeah. But I think that with friends and money, you have to know like why you're asking them. You know, like, because you right. don't really need that information. Like, if it's your partner, yeah, you need to know for, like, a lot of, like, situations. Like, if you're planning a vacation or, like, like you know, like, you can even know what their budget right. is. But with a friend, I mean, there's ways to sort of suss it out, but it's not necessarily, like... Yeah, I think if it's, like, your BFF, yeah. like, I, I know how much, like, my BFFs make, but that's, like, two people. Like, I'm not going to ask, like my like less close friend, like, so like how much, you know, I wouldn't do that. But so I'm an entrepreneur as well. And like, I have other friends who are and shout out Victoria Stockman and like Victoria and I both have our own companies and we talk so openly about money and about like having employees and like, there is something so comforting and nice and like, uh, educational about 
having a friend who's like in a similar position, you know, maybe less than thinking about like, oh, how much does my friend make? Be like, wow, my friend seems to always be negotiating. Like my other friend, Pat works at Barstool and he is so good at negotiating because to work at Barstool, it's like the most upfront work environment. Like there's no emotion to it. You're just sort of like, this is Mm -hmm. how I added value. This is what I want for this year, whatever. And so like, you can learn a lot from your friends by being attuned to their relationships to money. But you also don't definitely, and I think comfortable. I think speaking of Vicky T, shout out one more time. You and her friendship like has helped her to be really conscious about her spending, and she's so proud of that. And I'm sure she's helped you in the same way. So that's a really beautiful and open thing to have discussed. Well, that's actually like a great example because we and I have this. I have a video on YouTube about like how I actually got my financial shit together. And like, it had to do with Vicky T because we together went through our bank statements and it was so obviously that takes a lot of like vulnerability, but like Mm. we were just sitting together, like in her apartment, I was on the couch, she was at her desk and we just did it together one weekend. And it was, I, I say in the video, I'm like, get a friend, do it with them. Like, You know, like Mm -hmm. there's, unless you're like avoiding taxes or something like that, why do we have to be like so shameful or secretive? Yeah, there's nothing so scary. Mm -hmm. Agreed. You were about to say before the difference between investing and trading, Mm -hmm. I think it was. Can you give us a quick like one minute explanation if you can? Yeah, well, this is obviously such a moment with like GameStop and all of this. And it does sort of feel like if you read Wall Street bets, you can like become a millionaire overnight, which is scary to me because it's not true. Again, no quick. There's uh, no, yeah. What did we say you before? can't get rich quick. I'm so sorry. You got to no. buy and hold. And so, yeah, like I really think about trading as like one night stand vibes. Like it's really high risk. Yeah, there is a high reward. Like maybe you're going to like fuck that guy in the bathroom and it's going to be your soulmate. But it's like, you know, what is the chance of that really happening? And then it's obviously like, you know, a relationship is investing, it's buying and it's holding. And it's like with an investment, you are, you are prepared for it to have ups and for it to have downs. But over since 1929, the S&P... 500 has, I think, returned 10% every year, like over time. So things go up and they go down, but they trend upwards. And like, that's what a relationship should be like too, you know? So So the best thing to do is to invest, not to trade. Oh, 100%. Please do not trade. But like, but that's becoming from, I feel sort of hypocritical saying that because it's like, I do have a bit of money that I will use on public and have fun with, but that has nothing to do with my retirement. That's like very, Mm. that's separate. That's like a small, um, I, I allot like 8%, eight to 10% of my like savings investment money into like trading for me. Cause it's also for my work. Like I'm like, I need to know it's a fun way for me to like stay informed about the markets to have a little skin in the game. But yeah, it's, but you're it's not like a, you're doing your research. You're not. And also just so everyone knows, actively manage portfolios, underperform portfolios that you let sit and hold and just hold. Like if you buy like ETFs and mutual funds and index funds, which are, I like to call them like the eyeshadow palette of stocks. Cause it's like you buy one palette and you get like lots of different colors. Like if you buy an ETF, you're getting like lots 
Well, okay. You're, you're losing me a little and I'm sure you're losing our listeners who don't know much about this stuff. So can we break it down to just index funds or individual stocks? Which one should you invest in? Index funds. And index mm-hmm. funds are... And thank you for interrupting me because I got a little bit carried away. But like <laughs> you... You're, you want a diversified portfolio that can hedge against risk. And so if you go all in on a stock and the stock, even if you're so excited about it, you're set, you're opening yourself up to a lot of risk, sort of like playing chess, you know, so you got to make sure that you have uh, some backup. Yeah. Would you date someone who only invests in crypto? Oh my God. I feel like I have because like I used to be like really big on the crypto scene. You have no idea. Like mm, oh, I know, wow. girl. I was at Catch. I you went I was, there. Like they love Catch. They love like they love like going to like those restaurants that are really nightclubs because like they I don't know if they could really mm. get into nightclubs. They can they get can, into the club, but they want to. So it's sweet. Somebody, yeah. Oh, tell me no, what, they, what somebody. No, somebody <laughs> wants to know, and this is so different for everyone. So I don't want anyone feeling bad um, based on your answer. But how much money should you have saved by twenty five? Let's let's say in this situation, you've paid off your student loans. Oh, that's so different for every person. I wouldn't look at it as much as a number, as much as like saying, "Am I saving a certain amount of my income every month?" And like, is that mm. saving? Is that amount automated? Um, right. Like take it, take it one month at a time. Yeah. Like it's like, like, yeah, it's like, it's like that thing. Like how much should I weigh? You know, like it's different for everyone, but I I would like for you to be saving like 20% of your income would make me really happy. But it's like hard to even come close to answering And when you're, but when you're young, like when you're, your twenties are such an amazing time. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like such a mess financially, Mm. but it's actually a great time because a, you can totally have like a gross sort of cheap lifestyle and it's totally appropriate. Like I feel like by the time you're in your thirties, it's like people expect you to have like the cloud couch from Reformation hardware. And it's like, but when you're in your twenties, <laughs> you can happening. just go to Ikea and everyone's like, okay, great. Like love Ikea. The same. Yeah. Everyone's okay They're with totally that. Fine. I have two more questions and then we're going to get into some rapid fire. Okay. The first one is, do you think that men are turned off by women who work in finance? The truth. No. Mm-hmm. It's like such a... No, I don't. I mean, is that a rapid fire? No. I think that... I think it's, it's, I think it's complicated to be a woman who talks about money. I mean, I am one and it is complicated. And it like it definitely attracts, like I said, like a lot of different kinds of guys. But like, mm-hmm. I have not met my fit yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it depends on the guy. Like, yeah. if you're really insecure, then like, yeah, you're going to feel insecure about that. Then probably. Yeah. yeah. What financial questions should you ask your partner when you're planning for the future? You should ask them, do they have any debt? First and foremost, mm-hmm. um, you should ask them what their financial goals are. Like, what is their, what do they want their life to be? Like, you know, we don't, do they, do they want to have a second home? Are they trying to raise kids in the city? Are they, you know, looking to live large or do they want, are they really, do they want to, you know, do fire and like retire early? And you, you want to know what they're working towards. What's do fire? Financial independence, retire early. 
So when you like live extremely uh. frugally, like insanely frugally, so you can mm. uh, get out of the workforce earlier than your interesting. Your I didn't know there was a name for that, but I've heard of I've heard of a lot of people doing it. I also um, was told by Laura Wasser, who's a, a very well-known divorce attorney who came on our show that you should be talking about the little things too. Like if you're okay paying for Hebrew school oh, or sleepaway camp, um, you know, like things like that, like ice skating lessons or like after school activities, maybe like tennis, like things like that, you she know. She must see that so much when people are getting divorced, like that. So much. Like them people being like, well, I didn't want them to go to ice skating. So that's not, I'm not yeah, like paying exactly. that monthly. Right. It becomes like a bigger thing. Let's get into some rapid fire. But before I do that, I have to just read <laughs> our friend Harry's question, which was so lol. He said, how can I make sure my boyfriend is rich before I date him? <laughs> how could I make sure a boy is rich before I date them? You don't actually have to answer that. I just thought I'm it good. was too funny not to mention. Love you, Harry. Harry's so funny Love with you, money. Harry. He's a very interesting. He's really funny. I don't know his money relationship, but I know that he is a funny guy. He just like doesn't really care, so, which is sort of amazing. Like, does it not like isn't like in debt, but like just doesn't like is not like I need to like make a lot of money. Like, just like loves right, like right. life. It's very He's, like a hippie. Yeah, it's very Libra vibes. Oh God, um, okay, your significant other of one month. Is it weird not to be having sex every night if you spend most every night together? Weird or not weird? Of one month? Mm-hmm. Weird. You should be like horny. I think it's weirder. Yeah, but I think it's weirder that you're having, you're spending every you night together. You should be spending every night I mean, together. You've only been dating no, a month. But, like, like, but why else life? would you be spending every night together if you were not like trying to get on that D and right. ride that all right. the way home? So weird. Is it weird or funny to get your partner underwear <laughs> or clothing with your face on it? I think weird. Yeah, sus, I agree. Sus. If someone's eating, is fine to eat a burger or chicken fingers without fries? This is, would you question them as a person? Yes or no? No. Okay. My boyfriend will be happy to hear that because this one was... I know. Him. I was like, well, Lindsay definitely would say yes, but like, I, I feel like yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. Your partner goes through your phone without permission. Ooh. Red flag or deal breaker. Let's also make this apply to finance. Your your partner goes through your no. Fidelity literally, someone could or, go on. If someone went on my phone, they could go on my public yeah. account and like see my portfolio. I would be right, beyond. Right. I would be murder. Red flag or deal breaker. Murder some. The biggest red so flag. Deal breaker. Goodbye. Deal breaker, and they're getting yeah, murdered. You're getting murdered. After how many dates can you start hanging out two days in a row? Three to five or six plus? I mean, three to five, like, because I like to fall fast. Mm, that's it's like cancer. cancer. I'm like, let's move in. <laughs> yeah, literally. You're like, here's my... I'm like, duh, he here's, wants... Here's, here's how much yeah, I make. Like, can I see your, uh, your bank account? <laughs> literally. You're like, here's the prenup. <laughs> <Do you, laughs> here's the prenup. <laughs> Do you imagine <laughs> how soon is too soon to give them a prenup? Three to five dates or six plus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in giving second chances? Yes or no? Uh, no. I mean, I have done it. It's never worked. Yeah, same. And ever. you got to follow your gut. You got to. Your partner's starting therapy for the first time, but brings their mom. Ooh, is that no. sweet or weird? Weird. 
Is it normal to unplug your toaster and coffee maker every time you're not using it? Yes or no? For like frugal vibes? Yeah. Or just like energy saving vibes. I don't think that's that weird. I agree. I like aspire to be the person who like unplugs her, unplugs her internet when she goes to sleep. I don't unplug my internet. That's psychotic. No, no, but I, I aspire. I aspire. Mm, okay. I still think that's a little crazy. Like what if someone needs to get in touch with you? Well, that's why we have LTE, sweetheart. I guess, honey, but that's expensive. Oh, girl, I know. I'm on that family plan too. <laughs> You're, so this is like going to be a little dated probably by the time this comes out, but we'll do it anyway. Your partner's choosing to spend Super Bowl with his friends. You were invited, but you don't want to go. Should he be spending time with you or his friends? Friends. Yeah, it's the like, Super Bowl. Like, get over yeah, it. It's the Super Bowl. Like, have fun. And also, like, why do you want to be the person who's like... Yeah, you like, can't go hang with your friends. Yeah, like, okay, it's called resentful. And he's right. Oh, this is a good one to end on. Are okay. you planning to pay for your own wedding or will your parents pay if they can afford and offer? Personally... I'm going to get it uh, paid for by brands. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really smart. Why is that a joke? (laughs) No, I probably will do that. But like, yeah, no, I mean, I think my parents will probably pay for some of my wedding. Um, But I think I I, I definitely want to pay for like my own bachelorette and stuff. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. Like, I don't want to make my friend... It's more... I I care less about, like, my parents and more about, like, I don't want to make my friends pay for shit that they don't... I agree. I'm I'm in the same boat. It's such a bad luck. Um, Yeah. Haley, can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that has helped you? Maybe it's something financial, maybe something, you know, just about love and life. Well, I'm going to leave you something financial because I'm Mrs. Dow Jones. And it's a Warren Buffett quote called, if you called. Well, he said, (laughs) if you don't learn to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. And this is all about having a passive income. And this does not mean multi-level marketing or anything like that. It's really about investing. And if you want to have long-term wealth and like set yourself up for a secure future, you have to learn how to invest. And it's not hard. You can have it all done by robots uh, I use Wealthfront. It's amazing. And that is uh, my closing argument here. Amazing. Just to get all the awesome people that listen to this great show to uh, take the plunge, but only do so after you have your financial ducks in a row. I love it. And I love Warren Buffett. Haley, where can everybody yes. find you, follow you and slide into your DMs um, for, for for dating and a date or for annoying you with financial questions that they should probably be asking their financial advisor? Yeah, but I'm in school becoming a financial advisor. So there you go. I can put them on my wait list. Yes, you um, can. Yes, I can, queen. Um, Mrs. Dow Jones everywhere. And I just want to say, Lindsay, I love you and you're amazing. And the show is like, I freaking love it. And I binge it all the time. I love you. you I'm so proud of you, my girl. I'm so proud of you, my queen. And this was like such a fun interview. And I'm sorry that we have to go, but maybe I'll come back. Definitely. You're coming back. You're coming back. (laughs) Bye. I love you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. 